guys, welcome to Inbound After Hours. Uh, today we'll be talking about Inbound 17. We arrived back about four weeks ago, wasn't it guys? Yep. So, uh, time to reflect. Plenty of time to reflect. Plenty of time to reflect, four, four weeks. Yeah. Uh, we should have been a little quicker, but... Oh, I feel all reflected. Yeah, yeah no, we've been too. doing this room all. Yeah, we've been doing this room. We've got a new room today. We had a few... Uh, a bit of feedback from our from our listeners saying the audio was very echoey, so we changed room and we've got some soundboards now. So hopefully you can see an improvement there. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So let's kick off with inbound seventeen. So um, guys, why why do we invest in going to these conferences every year? It costs us a lot of money to send us five over. You know why do we do it, Ricky? Yeah, um, I think it's one of the best places to go to learn. Really, you've got. You've got a huge variety from from other agencies to people in house to software experts. It's the only place where you're going to get that sort of mix, particularly with with the sort of quality as well. Um, inbound will know from my feedback forms every year. I'm not a fan of the celebrity speakers, so I didn't go for Michelle Obama. I like that one. No, didn't even go and see that. I got some looks when I told people, so I didn't even go to that. No one. wrestlers. No, no wrestlers. None of that. He but looked really good though, wasn't he, John Cena? Yeah, he yeah. That was everybody's best feedback, wasn't mm-hmm. it, John Cena? I regret missing that one now. Yeah. But, um, no, it's it's like like anyone I guess to go and learn to get better to keep getting better. We're just in that industry where if you're not, if you're not getting better, you're going backwards. I don't think you can get that anywhere else. I know mm-hmm. that is the only place they do that. But just unfortunately, there isn't anything inbound specific in the UK that's mm-hmm. like that. Anyway. Probably Mark Hook, obviously. Yeah, well, you know, come along. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it is in Boston, which is, you know, what a shame. It's Boston for a week, but just the quality, as you said, and it's HubSpot's HQ over there, and just the way, you know, the girls put on an event, don't they? Oh, it's unbelievable, yeah. I mean, we've been fortunate. How many years have we been going now? Is that our third or fourth? Third or fourth. And then for you guys, it was your first time. I mean, Mm -hmm. what did you think? Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like you don't realise how big it actually is until yeah. like, you go over there. Because like HubSpot's still not big in the UK, no. but like when you go over to like Boston, it's like huge over there. Yeah. It's quite surprising how many people are actually on the HubSpot platform, basically. Yeah. When we went down the escalator into Club Inbound, got on the guest list, <laughs> um, and you drop down and it's got that bit where all the stands are and everything, yeah. and that's just enormous. And yeah. then it's like, the halls through there, and then you've got all these wings and rooms. Yeah, and it's just. I think the first time I went, um, I'd only been here a month or two. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> and it was just like, wow, it really does set the scene, doesn't it, for yeah. anyone new to inbound? Which I think that is that's what they want, isn't it? Yeah. To wow people, absolutely massive. And I don't know how many were there this time. It was like 22, 20, 22, 22, yeah, yeah. twenty-two thousand. 2000 agency partners, was it, or something? Um, not even that. I think there was um, less than that. But it'd be, yeah, yeah, maybe a thousand or so. A thousand or so agencies. The rest was just obviously HubSpot users. But the, the oh, light, potential HubSpot yeah. users, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the lighting rigs they have and the camera equipment, it's just different. Well, it's almost like a nightclub when you walk into that doing bound and what yeah. they've done. We'll put some, uh, put some images up of the. Uh, yeah. Expeditions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean let's talk about the overall theme then. Um what what was the theme this year guys? Um start off with Axap chatbots. It's a big big talk this year. What else have we got? I think there's a lot of chatbots, a lot of AI. AI, yeah, it's um, just new. Emerging, emerging tech generally. Like yeah, the AI thing and bots are sort of 
yeah. the same, I'd say. Some messenger same stuff, thing. I know it ties in again, mm. very, very a lot connected. Of messenger. I think HubSpot were big on that personally. A lot yeah. of, I picked, I've always picked a lot of the HubSpot talks because um, I always enjoy them and I think they, you can tell that they specifically are going heavy on Facebook Messenger yeah. um, as, a, as a platform beyond Facebook ads as well. It's, it's now moved to Messenger as far as almost coming away from the landing page and just delivering everything direct through that. There's a lot of talks on that and the engagement that that's given HubSpot massively increased. <clears throat> um, but yeah, chatbots, I mean, we talked about it last year, but it's just a bit more advanced now. There's a lot more options. Um, I know they've acquired... Every talk that mentioned bots as well, it was, oh, and bots, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. last year. It comes up in every talk. We've had, I think we've had it, yeah, with video, Facebook. It's sort of any marketing talk you do, it's, you know, 10 steps to make that success and like the 10th one is use a chatbot yeah. as well. It's just, it's the order of the day. It's a bit of a theme. Um, obviously, they've acquired Motion AI on the AI side, so they're... Probably pushing that as well. Um, what was that AI talk? Remember seeing your notes. Um, so basically, like the AI was, it's basically like it unlocked the sales features. That they're going to be like predictive scoring. So, so basically, it's, like they already do it currently, but it's going to be more advanced. Mm -hmm. So basically, it'll follow like the user on the sites. Yeah. Like see what other sites they're being on. And then basically it all come back together and that, then they tell you like if they're gonna be a good client of yours or if the or if not the points are low, it's gonna be like, no, don't bother with them really. The email AI sending was good as well. So, so the, it could send it to all different people, optimised yeah. at the time there in their inbox. Uh, yeah, we so. went and chatted to a guy on the stand about that as well, didn't we? Who had a similar sort of product. An about, integrated one. Yeah, it was an integrated <laughs> one, but it'd be interesting if HubSpot pull it in. So one thing, actually thinking back, uh, Brian mentioned when we interviewed him mm -hmm. that they were doubling down on AI yeah. and helping marketers make decisions like what James mentioned with the predictive lead scoring and stuff. So Good talk yeah. for an old podcast. It was, yeah, I'll think back to it. Well, yeah, I'm getting the <laughs> hang of this now. Aren't I? Um, but yeah, I think last year, massively video and podcast were, they were the two things I wrote down a lot. And this time, Fonts, Messenger, AI were the three things I wrote down a lot. About 12 months, we'll probably do one. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> got around to podcast in the end. Yeah. yeah, we've had a play with Messenger. Yeah. We haven't played with bots yet, but it's yeah. on the list, isn't it? I think it's on my list. I think it's on everybody's yeah. list of wants something they want to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've just purchased, acquired an AI company. Yeah, right. So Motion AI. Motion AI. Yeah. So they've um, that was released there. They're doing a lot of work with them guys now. They bought yeah. them out. I think bot bot messaging is riskier to get wrong, isn't it? I think mm. that's a bigger leap for me. We, yeah. had, we did the podcast, we had the echo, the cameras died that first time and all that stuff. But it doesn't matter, you've done some video or audio yeah. content that that's fine, you're still ahead of the curve. But get a bot messenger wrong and it just ruins everything, yeah. Customer, customer experience. It's like getting a workflow wrong, you know, it's like yeah. an absolute yeah. nightmare. You start emailing people stuff they're not expecting you like, oh god. I think with well, I don't know, it depends how we do it. With a bot, you just got to start off like incredibly simple, haven't yeah. you? And like, and acknowledge your click. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, and you can do the click and um, reply rather than the free type. Yeah, so easier, it just gives you CTA yes, no, yes, no, just gives you an answer. So it's like you're starting at not really a real bot, it's yeah. an interactive form. Yeah. And then you slowly build it up, and then hopefully by the time they release some stuff in Motion AI, I'm sure they'll have something that we can plug into the sites and, and use but yeah 
how we're playing it safe to start with, for sure. I'm going to do my second plug back to a previous podcast. One of the tips Ooh. we got, oh, I know, I'm going crazy. <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> One of the tips that Neil Patel mentioned was uh, first way to get in with messengers instead of building a form to get your ebook, just have them go on the messenger to get the ebook. Mm. And that's mm. a really low risk way, isn't it? Just go on there, you want the ebook, it just sends you the ebook on messenger instead of via email. I think yeah. that might be a nice. What, like what you mentioned, yeah. the click buttons and things like that, just nice easy starting points. Yeah, slowly get into it, yeah. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I went to a, a chat, a talk on that, and it said 30%, the thing within the next two years, 30% of customer interactions will be via bots or AI, which is huge. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not one for speaking to people if I don't need to, as people know, so... <laughs> it's I a can, real chore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's as far down the sales process as you absolutely have to for me. So if I can speak to a bot and it, and it's good and I can get the same information quicker or equally as quick, I think that's that's a good. So thing. it's a thumbs up for introverts. It is yeah. definitely is. So I mean, you said video was big last year, but there's only three or four talks. How many talks on video this year? I mean, there were twenty or thirty of them. I couldn't get them all. A lot of people still weren't. Mm. Doing it, a yeah. couple where and in where they had show of hands like who's doing video, no who's done video, all the hands go up. Who's doing video regularly, a lot of hands drop. Who's yeah. doing Podcasts. video to bring leads in, like who's, who's getting product to yeah. the out of it. <coughs> Everyone's done one, yeah, like yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, probably hand up, but doing the battles video and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The same with most things. Like most people will play with a bot and not follow it through. A big part of marketing's sticking with stuff and mm. I don't want to do this but the previous podcast with Ram <laughs> he, he said his video <laughs> with Ram Fishkin that was just released last week <coughs> he well, said his whiteboard Friday has got no traction for about two years, two years. but it's only done well because he's stuck at it and mm. I think that's the same with any marketing like look at I kind of it was because he's dead good as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like, not a, I just did it regularly. The knowledge he's got. Yeah. You've been to give it up after six months, though. Gary, It'd be the best podcaster yeah. in the world if you don't do it regularly. Yeah. Gary Vee took him 12 months with uh, Wine Library. Yeah. Didn't, didn't get any traction. No. And suddenly off it went. Because it's all so the same. There's hope, there's hope for us yet. <laughs> there you go. Hopefully, in a couple of years, people will be listening to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stick out. Chicken Connoisseur took like eight episodes. <laughs> it took one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about key takeaways and let's go around the table. Uh, Andrew, key takeaways? So, I, tough to pick one really, but the, the one learning I, I really enjoyed was listening to HubSpot and how they uh, changed their workflows for their actual software, their own personal workflows. Um, very quick rundown of what they used to do. So their original workflow was a 30 day one. So this is somebody downloading an ebook or whatever it was. Um, it go through introductions, education about email marketing, um, vague introductions to like Kit Wagner people, they yeah. sort of introduce those. Uh, if they didn't take a demo, they'd just go into what they called a lead pool and they'd just be sat there and they'd get blog um, subscriptions and then if they, what they did set up triggers, so if they went on the pricing page, visited certain ones a certain number of times, they'd get a trigger to the sales team and they'd okay. get in touch and try and convert them. They found that that was too educational, they were just telling people more about inbound marketing, which they probably already knew because they yeah. downloaded the ebook. And there was no real human connection, like real one. They weren't putting from Kitbot, no, yeah. it wasn't actually. 
So, so what they did, uh, they switched and they went to sending their um, emails directly from a sales rep. So it was automated, but it could actually come from their inbox when he replies went to, to a sales rep. What that, they found that did was instantly got uh, quick replies increased and they had a sort of smooth process of continuing speaking to that sales rep all the way. Yeah. So they, it, the salesperson was almost delivering some of the marketing automation, but then it just opened up that conversation early. Um, interestingly, what they then did, um, they just delivered emails based on need rather than persona which sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but the way that they delivered that was <clears throat> some of their emails just presented like three or four CTAs with options or pain points and solutions. So click here if you're one of these. Okay. That would then, so it's kind of getting them to confirm the pain point, which kind of is a persona aspect, but they click that, it would then take them off to certain things and just speak about their specific need within inbound. So it might not be that everyone's need for inbound is the same nice one, so specific there. And then the last thing they did to increase conversion was um, show, don't tell. So rather than big emails, trying to convey HubSpot in an email is very difficult. They found that the thing that really wowed people was um, scrolling through the contact record and seeing that history, that timeline from first touch to you know when they last spoke to them. That's what they found in uh, feedback was really impressive. So what they did was they just created that as a big scrolling GIF yeah. with one of their emails. So that was a massively boosted conversion. People could quickly see the benefit of what, um, I think they actually did it off the person. I don't it was, know how that, it was our person's contact. So it's their own, so it started yeah. off of their timeline. Have you automated that? No idea. <laughs> they they didn't tell us AI. that. <laughs> I, think, I don't know whether the sales person. Yeah. I think the, uh, the sales rep, if they got to that stage, would expedite that and they just create a quick one. Yeah. If it's on like a hot lead. Um, so, and then that would scroll through and while that person, and then it would just be trying to speak to us about how you can do this for your own business. So, takeaways are just, you know, I took on a lot of that and trying to implement that for, for us and, and our clients now. So, I, I really enjoyed that. And I mentioned before about the HubSpot talk, so I shy away from the celebrity stuff as well. I really like stuff like this that I can bring back and just yeah, roll out. Yeah, something that's that's what I can deploy. So, yeah, it's really, really good. I went on that talk as well, it's one, one of my favourites. I quite like she said in the opening. The trap that we've fallen into before is just gone so educational on our workflows. And she said it got to a point where people were applying, like, what? HubSpot's our software. Like, yeah. when you get to the close, because you just helped them. So, it's like yeah. these, these helpful guys. And yeah. at the end, when they try and sell them software, it's like, well, where's that coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, I really enjoyed that one as well. Okay, um, Ricky. Mine, uh, staying away from the big topics that we, we talked about in the intro, I quite liked a one called Kill the PDF. Uh, it was quite a niche little tactical one, uh, Mark, you yeah, painted this one with me, that. didn't you? But it was one of those moments when he, he was talking through it, it just made complete sense. So when we do um, landing pages, we all do PDFs as gated content. Uh, some of the big problems with that is if you're on mobile, downloading the PDFs a pain, and even if you do download it, you've got to nip and squeeze and stuff like that. Um, they don't integrate with anything like people playing with the PDFs if you we've made some uh, previously in uh, things like Google Sheets where people can input data and stuff yeah. but there's a chance for you to collect that data like if someone's filling the form about things you're doing why aren't you collecting that mm. and things like PDFs make it impossible uh, you get no analytics from it um, you, no one's, you can't find out how much people have read it for how long for and things like that 
Uh, and then finally, you're making a big piece of content that doesn't get indexed by Google very well. Like PDFs do get indexed, but they're not great. They're not optimized. So we're all producing this content, and it's it's just because that's the way it's been done for so yeah. long. And you talk about like the origins of the PDF being like a print file and stuff like that. And it's how are we all still using PDFs for this. So uh, the idea that we spoke about, and we're going to have a go at this on our next one, is instead of making a PDF as you as you download, so you go to your thank you page and get a PDF, you go to your thank you page, which would be the content. Mm. So essentially you'd make a web page ebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a really good idea. It's just so much more accessible. You're on mobile, you can have a little chat list, get through things. Yeah. And then if you've made a typo, like you can just update it live. That person, if you use a PDF, someone's already downloaded it, you can't change it. Mm. If you need to change things like stats or pricing or state of inbound reports, we've got some out there that are from 2015 things, you can just update them live, so if someone bookmarks the URL, I just think it was just one of those moments where you're like, why doesn't everyone do that? Sounds so obvious, isn't it? I think, yeah, yeah I can imagine we've fallen into the trap of, you know, the the PDF, it's like you're clicking it, downloads to your computer, so you're getting that feeling, Feels like it's like tangible. a nice feeling of yeah. like, oh, I've downloaded this, it's now mine, and yeah. that little, like, reward yeah. mechanism, but... So much makes so much sense. It does quicker um, to deploy easier. and everything. Yeah, like create a template. And you can stop for a PDF as well, can't you? Well, yeah. that was the one bit that threw me right at the end. He said, "Oh, by yeah. the way, a lot of people email us and say it's where my PDF." <laughs> so I put the PDF on the page as well. I was like, "You've got to see that through. You've got to reply and say, actually, we don't do a PDF yeah. because of these reasons." A screenshot the web page. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I thought was great, Ricky, you can actually put a book a meeting within the ebook. So yeah. if they're interested, they can book a, a meeting with your sales rep or BDM straight away from the ebook. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that was great. And go put them onto the next phase. So if yeah. there's a follow-on piece of content, you can put forms in it. It's yeah. Yeah. All the things we know about way mobile pages. It was an aha moment. It was such a simple one. Why are we doing this? It just made a lot of sense, didn't it? Oh, that was great. Well, uh, on a content theme again, it was um, like a confirmation that there's that much content. It's kind of like saturated with reach peak content. So to get ahead, you've got to do proper um, technical nuts and bolts SEO to just even stand out from the crowd so quality content isn't always enough um, to get a quick enough result mm. um, and best talk well not the best one of the best it was um, how to do a state of inbound report for your own industry or mm -hmm. your own clients industries so like state of construction, construction yeah. industry whatever, yeah um, it's really good and really simple. It's something we've talked about whenever we've had state of inbound reports come to us. Like, good to do one of these, wouldn't it, ourselves? Mm -hmm. um, Looks like a massive piece of work. Yeah, but it's really not. It's just um, you need rec they reckon you need about 100 survey responses, um, but you can invite your network to do it. Um, you just, if you end up getting, using the marketing example, if you're, well, use construction marketing, what you might end up doing. Um, you could ask 10 construction managers, 10 electricians, 10 quantity surveyors. If some other people take part, you just add them into the data pool when you present it. You ask open-ended questions and then they generate content for you and you repurpose that. Mm -hmm. um, and getting 100 responses is quite easy if you give a little 
little reward, like an Amazon voucher, 25. The guy said a $25 Amazon voucher they gave out. Yeah. Cost them $1,000 yeah. for 100 responses. They got their 100 responses in two weeks because of the vouchers. And they've had this wow. content that's just fed for six months and loads of authority. <coughs> um, all the people who have taken part are more likely to share it so they spread your network further. You've got loads of social content, loads of blog content, and the download piece. You said it was just a massive success. And mm-hmm. like, I like that. For that such a relatively small yeah, outlay. That. Yeah, that's that, you know, that little, well, it sounds like a big investment, but the time you probably spend in man hours trying to get something to rank and share yourself mm-hmm. and not get any kickback, it's just, it's just showing that pay out $1,000, whatever it is, just get it done, get the authority in, which would take a long time, mm-hmm. um, and it's just do it up front and get the results. A thousand, you'd spend a thousand on social ads, yeah. but yeah. you're getting a thousand, you're getting a hundred shares yeah. Yeah. to an engaged and an informed yeah. network, yeah. so it's a no-brainer. And they included, you include your competitors, because mm-hmm. they share it, because they're a part of it. We've taken part in this survey, but it's you who's made it. Yeah. They've taken part in your survey, so it just yeah. puts you that nose in front. Mm. Um, but what, one thing I did think would be interesting to speak to clients about that for the budget, mm. and might have to do it as, be the first one, and be yeah. brave and get the mm. stats to show mm. it works, but um, especially when you're comparing yourself to competitors. Yeah, I think it's okay. perfect if you're in-house, uh, like, mm. it's, not, it's not a big sell to your manager that, it's a thousand pounds, it's a survey, it's a few weeks. The market manager himself would have to either hire an agency or sit himself and research and write an ebook. It's a thousand pound cost, no matter yeah. how you do it. I think in house as well, it's sense. trying to sell that. It's like, you know, I'm not going to write this myself. Yeah. Mr. One Man Marketer that thinks he knows mm. about construction. Yeah. I'm going to ask your peers, get your address book, yeah. the, the information. So that actually, there's a lot but of value. The data's good as well. The data's valuable to you mm-hmm. as well for doing yeah. it. So you're gonna find out pain points about your personas you didn't know and yeah, I can't can't see anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Such a good idea. It could fuel your strategies going forward. So yeah, exactly, yeah. What are the biggest problems facing construction? Like there's my blog list for the next like <laughs> yeah. six months, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna test that on the client, pick a client and give it yeah. a yeah. 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 Good. Like one of the to do list. <laughs> James, first time you've been on yeah, our podcast. Time, James yeah. is usually in the background. <laughs> Fixing the camera and keeping everything. I feel like I didn't even say welcome to no. James. <laughs> this, is, this is your welcome. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> on every podcast. Drinking neat vodka. <laughs> not within view. So welcome, James. Yeah. What the? What's your key takeaway? So I went to most like other video talks at inbound, and like it was quite surprising. Like like every video talk, they always ask like to, you know, to everyone like, so how many guys are actually doing video? And like you just see like a couple of bands, and it's like really surprising. Like. Like when they start explaining why you need to do a video, mm. it's like, well, if you don't do a video, like you got more, do you have more, you got like less like social proof out there. Yeah. It's like if you do a video, put it all on social media, mm. like you get more followers and your pages and likes. But then like a lot, a lot of those talks are done like why people don't like doing videos. So it's like, well, they don't want to see their own face mm. and like the voice, but like they're like, well, you don't really have much to lose, really. <laughs> yeah. So you just give it a try. If you don't like it, no one can see it, really. Yeah, exactly. So you just get rid. And, yeah. it's, and it's like how simple it is to do. But like, the things were quite surprised. If you're going to do like a Facebook video for like a campaign, is to make sure like you 
Like when you only edit it to make sure you listen to without sound. Mm. It's like 80% of the people on Facebook mm. listen to like all the videos without sound on because like it's just like 30 second videos you're on your phone yeah. just scrolling through just watching like a little clip about something yeah. but it really quite surprised me like how many people listen to it without music really yeah yeah that's true so like if, if we do like things for clients just make sure we just always check without sound yeah and true. it was just like little tips like what i learned it's very sort of like making like like facebook videos like facebook twitter Mm. And it was like under like 30 seconds because it's like people are like social on like buses, mm. on mm. social media, and like they don't have like 10 minutes to watch a video. Or download like, it as well. Yeah, you're on like rubbish internet. Yeah. 15 mm. seconds loads and you're in, you're in your, minutes. You're in your social media feed, you haven't gone on thinking, oh, video, I hope there's a video off Digital 22 up next. If it's 30 it's seconds like, when you're scrolling, you can give that time yeah, to exactly. scrolling, yeah. can't you? Like, because you, you tap it twice and it brings up the thing in the bottom and you can see, I do, I check how long it is before I bother watching it. Yeah. It's four minutes or oh. <laughs> it's 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, all right, there you go. Yeah. That's, yeah, great. That's a good takeaway, I think. As soon as we come back, um, we've we've cut our videos up into snippets. So Brian Halligan, for instance, I think we've got 10 snippets out of that video, all 30 seconds, and we share them on social now every day. Yeah. And that's one thing we got out of that. That's good. And then you mentioned about watching it with sound off. Another thing we do, we use a bit of software called Rev, rev.com, and it's $1 a minute for the, uh, the actual audio file which you upload, and that's the captions. So I'll do that as well. I think the reason yeah, a lot of people, yeah, no, definitely. I was going to say, I think <coughs> the reason a lot of people don't do it is self judgment. Like you were saying, people don't like their own face or their own voice or whatever it is. But weirdly, the internet isn't as bad as it seems like. You always think you put some on there, I'm just going to get a load of trolls, they're going to say me, like, we've not, we've not found that, have we? Now's your chance. Weirdly, now's, <laughs> now's your chance to absolutely troll us, but it's not that bad, as, no, it's not as bad as you think, there's not as many people desperate for you to fail as, as you, th people are watching that video wanting you to be good and wanting you to get value, to get people value from it. doing they really want good stuff, yeah. you know, it can be funny to see, it's not real funny, if you watch someone fail or yeah. falls up on a video, it's like... <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's bad, that, isn't it? Yeah. Right. yeah. The internet's a nicer place than it is. That's my takeaway from that. <laughs> and I went to a good video to that, it made sense. I think he called it something like marching to the video drum. So every week, drum, dump, video. Same with blogging. Make sure you do it at the same time, every week, constantly, mm. and you'll get traction as a drum. Don't ever miss a beat. I thought that was really good. That resonated with me. Yeah, so true. blogging. Just keeping it, keeping it going. Yes. And I know we we missed a week, week or two blogging, uh, podcasting, and um, seem to fall out of the habit, don't you? Yeah, we yeah. fall out of the habit. So let's get back on it now, and uh, yeah, let's not We're do it again. No, exactly. Let's not do it again. My key takeaways: totally switched up my session this year. So going to a lot of marketing stuff. I went to a lot of agency growth. So how can we make our service better to you guys, clients, and prospects? How can we make our team happier? How can we improve processes and systems? So I went to a lot of them talks. A lot of uh, diamond agencies out there talking about their uh, pitfalls, what they did wrong getting to diamond, and a lot of uh, EOS experts as well. They're guys who uh, run big, multi-million pound agencies. We learned from them and we brought it back and we started, started doing a lot already to improve uh, our customer success in a way. So that, that's a lot of talks I went to, which is totally different to the last two or three years. That's what's good about it. I didn't, yeah. didn't quite realise until I saw the schedules over summer. 
is just how much variation there is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you could go just as a PPC person, yeah. couldn't you, and have a week's worth of talks yeah. at an inbound event. Yeah. Um, which yeah, salespeople, yes. like account managers, developers, business owner, marketers. Yeah, but you could develop her stuff. Or did you avoid them? You uh, it's a lot of video. Uh, no, like I mainly just focus on the video and like the design side mm. because they want not much like development stuff. You know, like the odd few parts about integrations, yeah. I like the new Shopify and yeah. that. But most of it was like more like video and design. You only renamed CLS to CMS. CMS. Yeah. I was on the call with Olivia earlier yeah. and she was saying, do they need to CMS? And I'm like, yeah, they're doing the sales stuff. No, CMS. And uh, I'm going, you mean COS? <laughs> yeah. Well, they've just changed it because nobody knew it was called COS. <laughs> now they've you changed it. That's all the way back, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, obviously, I'm mindful of time. We're coming to the end. But let's talk about um, Direction of HubSpot at the minute. New product releases. There's some good stuff come out. Some big investment mm. from HubSpot. Ricky, do you yeah. want to kick this off? Yeah, sure. So we went to, before the inbound event, they do an event for um, partners like ourselves called Partner Day, which is very creative. <laughs> Um, and they released all the new product stuff to us a little bit earlier. So, I mean, we've been abreast of this for a while, but it is quite interesting to see the direction you go. And obviously HubSpot started as a marketing platform and that's probably still what most people know them for. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago at Inbound, they launched uh, the CRM and the sales tools. This year at Inbound, they, the big release was around customer service or customer success. Um, I think what they're trying to do is just make HubSpot your full sort of back office system for the full cycle. So if somebody through from a visitor through to being a customer and keeping them happy. I guess the argument, the way they tie it back in is keeping customers happy, giving customers a good user experience will drive more prospects and will drive more visitors in the future yeah. uh, through referrals. And there's always been that bit on the inbound methodology called Delight, it, yeah. which is keeping <clears throat> clients happy once they're in, and that will again come back in a cyclical nature. They, they mentioned at Partner Day that um, when they released the Delight phase, they weren't really sure how fair, they'd do it. it. Like they just said, you should yeah. do it. We'll leave you with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the big one was we were so focused on bringing on new leads to the business and bringing them in as a customer. They're saying, well, if you can grow your actual customer base, you, you can actually achieve a lot of your growth targets yeah. alongside what you've got. You've got these people that are, they've bought into what you do, they're happy with you, you've got a, a good relationship, make that great, over deliver on this with the help of HubSpot, and you can really take that to the next level. And that's going to, it's that hidden growth that everyone's just. Forgets once they're yeah. through the through the door, the sort of like new business. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's looking back and, and trying to grow that as well. Another at the same talk, another thing that was in there was the conversations tool. That mm-hmm. was a big part of the customer yeah, hub was yeah. the uh, yeah, you could have a chat on Facebook Messenger. Um, then they they get into work and pick it up on email. Yeah, Slack. The, the same conversation is in the same timeline in the. It's like that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I was going to say, is that what you know is that that contact record, that timeline they were sort of developing that is a conversation Mm -hmm. timeline, and yeah, multiple users talking on multiple different platforms all buzzing to the same place. There's no handover. Shit, you know, the the obvious examples: customer service people doing different shifts and picking up other people's um, tickets. It's all there, but also from a marketing perspective, understanding where our leads are, sales have had a chat with them, what they've said, coming over to us as inbound managers, okay, that's the conversation, that's their expectations. 
<coughs> and also being able to deliver uh, from the, the service side the marketing materials you've got HubSpot at your, at your disposal you've got that library of content uh, being able to quickly insert knowledge articles creating that knowledge hub mm. and using the power of HubSpot in customer replies to make that more efficient it's just keeping you in HubSpot isn't it and I think they realise people are going out of HubSpot to use um, other yeah, tools yeah. and they're yeah. just thinking well that's the next step let's grow that yeah. I think it's an exciting time as a marketer. I think uh, companies like HubSpot are pushing you to be um, a bigger part of the, the full user yeah. experience with the company. Like we've always been involved in making sure people find us and we talked about in the right way and become a customer in the right way. But what happens when you pass the bat on? Like how can you get involved in sales to make sure that you've been lovely, you've talked in a particular tone of voices and marketing, you give it to sales, they're completely different to the way you've been marketing and that's yeah. going to create friction. So they want you to go and get involved in sales and make sure that experience is good. Now they want you to get involved <laughs> afterwards and make sure that experience is good because if you've sold them something, they become a customer and then again, the customer service is shocking or it's completely different uh, ethos or um, tone of voice to the way you've been marketed to, you'd be disappointed. Mm. Um, so they want you to get involved and, and it, just make it end to end. Even on a simpler level, just it's such a good breakthrough from the customer point of view. Of I, I tried, I was speaking to somebody earlier on on your online chat on your website. Um, let me try and explain. You can just go. Don't worry, I've already got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's perfect. There's nothing more frustrating than that. No. Even on the phone, but phone yeah. chat. Tell me, tell me again. Like, and especially when you and you know you have to do it at the minute. You know, yeah. as a customer, line, I'm gonna have to explain again. Yeah. So then, if then your marketer or salesperson can go, don't worry, I can already see what you've yeah. sent. Yeah. That's winner. Nice Problem if if they've got a complaint, they're gonna yeah. be more uh, calmer, aren't they? They're definitely. They do a great job of empowering marketers, don't they? They yeah. definitely fight in our corner. Making yeah. like which run the company. Yeah, no, guys like involved at every single stage. I think it's yeah. great, and they realise that marketing and that messaging, that early stage messaging, is what people expect throughout the whole journey yeah. through sales and then the, the, the light side and the customer service bit. I agree. I mean, help us helps them. If we keep customers, they keep customers. Lifetime value. It's yeah. going to keep keep retention, don't they? Which yeah. is the line. Like you say, we've been going to Inbound for three or four years. I thought this was the year they really stepped up on product. Mm-hmm. Like on the marketing side, the the motion AI acquisition, so being able to do chatbots and stuff inside of HubSpot's amazing. On the Connect side, Shopify and Terminus, they've looked at their CRM and they were putting like a more mid-market enterprise version mm-hmm. of the CRM in there. There's all that customer service stuff we talked about. This was a big year for HubSpot. Um, the share price went through the roof at the same time because of it but I felt like this was the biggest year they've had in product release Um, and it's really exciting it is yeah they've got big investment as we all know we've talked about in previous podcasts the customer success is released is it Q1 2018 yeah a lot of this stuff was Q1 wasn't it Um, so some of it launches uh, some of the CRM stuff launches 1st November um, but the vast majority of it was was Q1. Um, we, we did the hug events, so the HubSpot user group events. We videoed uh, a girl called Kirsten who did um, a talk on all of these uh, new products and features. So again, that's something we can link to below. Yeah. It's too much for us to go into now, but she did a good 40 minute talk on all of these features that you can yeah. watch. 
through doing this podcast is we're kind of practicing what we preach so we've had Brian on the show we've had Neil Patel on the show and it's getting bigger and we've got kind of a bucket list and one guy on there was Ran Fishkin I know you're particularly look you know, yeah. for a long time <laughs> yeah. 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 he's blocked me Ricky's a stalker anyway we reached out <laughs> and he said yes yeah. So while we're in it inbound, um, we hired out a room and he just waltzed in and he was the coolest guy we ever met. Yeah, no. Absolutely. He just wanted, we were sorting something out, we were like getting some kit out no, and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, what's he going to be like? It's coming in two minutes, oh, oh he's here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, hi guys. <laughs> Where do you want me? Yeah. And we just had a great chat and the podcast went out last week, we'll put a link again. Definitely worth a watch. We're, we're proud of that podcast. Very, right. very honest from Ron. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's, he's got opinions on all sorts. We didn't really talk about SEO that much till the end. No, we talked about all sorts. <laughs> Shoot, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, we talked about everything from events to uh, we mentioned Facebook in there. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple of rants. Yeah. It was just really worth a watch. So, uh, so best episode, I think. Yeah, what do, what do you think of Ron? Yeah, yeah. I love him. Top guy. Top guy. Yeah, yeah. So. a bit surreal, really. What sort of like, you sort of what we, we, we mentioned on the podcast, like we, we watched his videos, yes. as, as I'm sure a lot of the viewers do, and just, yeah, weird, like, why did you say yes? What I really liked about it was well, he had another meeting straight after us, but we were still in the podcast, and it was going like pretty well, he was chatting and all that. And he just he let it go on a bit. Yeah. Overpassed his, the best, his deadline. The master stroke with that is it was coming to an end of like <laughs> our normal chat. He went, SEO? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm like, yeah, it's like another 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, and they stayed after as well. They didn't yeah. just go like, right, sorry, we're going around. Bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super polite, awesome. wasn't it? it was. What a great Yeah. Day. So yeah, um, who's next on the bucket list? Who, who, who are we after next? I um, keep sending lists through, don't I? Like yeah. Weird influencers. <laughs> the last one I sent through had like um, Barack Obama on the yeah. top. So that, <laughs> that's where we're setting the bar. Yeah, <laughs> we've got to aim up there and yeah, see if yeah. we can get on. I, I think Gary Vee would be great. Uh, yeah. Even I'd love Tony Robbins as well. There you go. Shout show. out Tony if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Email in and we'll, yeah. find, we'll find time. Yeah. 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 Another billionaire. <laughs> Okay, we'll have to wrap up, guys. We're, uh, we're out of time, but uh, th- thanks for uh, tuning in. And any feedback, please leave. And thanks for you guys who give us feedback on the audio. Hopefully, this is a lot better now. So uh, take care and see you soon. Cheers. Thanks, thanks you guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.